This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We talk celebrities, a girl whose guy is being good to her in person, not as great over text, and a dude who's a smoker. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. The J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side. Stan York Labs are here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I gotta say it one more time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep doing that. This thing is a user-generated podcast. You send the emails. We answer the emails. You listen to the show. You tell a friend. That's how this whole thing going. I, you suck my teat, I suck your teat. That's how it goes. Teat for teat. This is the Teat for Teat podcast. That's right. I give you those sweet whispers of Papa JT, and you give me that, hey, I got to tell a friend. Hey, you got to be my pusher. You're my dealer. I got the drugs. And that's Papa JT, and you, you're dealing. You're dealing the sweet sounds of Uncle J-Train, the king of brunch, the wizard of weddings, salt in the swipes, the promo prince, grill huxtable, grillery Clinton. I'm in the grilling game now. The, 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 the climax are. We're here, baby. Every Tuesday and Friday, um, I, I, and listen, you can send in whatever you like, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Keep telling your friends, screenshot you listening right now, make it your Instagram story. Do that. Do it right now. Come on. Come on. I know you're, right now you're like, no, come on, Jared, I don't want to do it. Come on. No one gives a shit about your food stories. They want to hear what you're doing. They want to hear what you're hearing. They want their nuts feathered. Feather someone's nuts today. And get them into the J Train podcast because it keeps growing. We're bigger and bigger every week. And a couple announcements. We're doing a live You Up podcast June 18th. The first one sold out in under two hours. That's right. You're late, bitch. You missed it. We added a second show June 18th, 10 p.m. We're going to have some wild guests. Um, they're going to be, I mean, some of the names coming down the pipe are like, what? He wants to do it. She wants to do it. It's crazy. So it's going to be at the Comedy Cellar, ComedyCellar.com, Village Underground. We've already filled out one room. We're going to do it again. So get ComedyCellar.com, ComedyCellar.com, June 18th. That's coming. Also, I'm on Patreon. Every Sunday, I'm doing a bonus coffee with J Train. Every Sunday, three bucks a month. That's less than a cup of coffee to have coffee with Papa JT. This week, we talked about DJ Khalid not going down on his wife and the fallout from that. We talked about beef and how, you know, I'm dealing with some beef of my own, how to, you know, go through it. And I'm, I'm kind of going through it on the show. So go to patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Sign up. Coffee with J-Train every Sunday. Plus, I do blogs about every episode we do here. Uh, laughable. You know the la- If you don't know the Laughable app, if you don't have it right now, you're, you're, you're losing. You're losing. You can get any guest I have here. If you like a guest, you can go look them up on Laughable. Subscribe to them. Go listen to any podcast they've ever been on. It's a podcast app. Okay? Laughable. Um, and the voicemail. Do we have any voicemails today, Shelby? We do. We do. 347-669-8252. 347-669-8252. I'm very excited about today's guest. I'm pumped about that. I was looking forward to this. And I don't know why we didn't make it happen sooner. I hate that. I, I'm, I'm mad at myself for not. Because you, I, I, I'm so interested in what you do. 
I'm, I'm pumped for the audience to meet you, too, if they don't already know you. Adam Glenn, thank you for coming on. I'm a fan, dude. It's exciting to be here. I'm a fan of you. I'm a uh, fan of the podcast. I seriously am. And uh, Hold on. Let I'm me get my nuts out. I got a feather <laughs> yeah. that you can just start feathering right up and down the seam. Because this do feels it, good. It's cool, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, this is so cool to have you. All of you need to go follow Adam on Instagram. At Adam Glynn, G-L-Y-N. That's right. Your last name, when you write it, looks misspelled. It you actually, get that? yeah, yeah it's, it's, so, it's a weird family story. I'm not going to get into it, but it is misspelled, but it's G L Y N. The Y is pronounced with an, like an I, but it's spelled with a Y. A D A M G L Y N. Go follow him on Instagram because nobody has, and I'm, I'm saying this, J Train approved, no one has better celebs in their Instagram than you. That's all I do. I mean, people people think that's my job. Well, it's sort. Of, we'll get what into you, it. Can but. we talk about? Okay, so I you're a comedian, funny. Yeah, you, you you're you're out there with me. We've known each other for years. But you have this like side gig, or it's a part of your whole thing. Like some people say to me, they're like, "What's your so? What's the job? What's the day to day?" And I always say to them, I go, "Comedian is ten jobs that make up one name." You know, I, I do yeah, a podcast. Yeah. I do. I write for places. I've done. You know. I do stand up. You know. It's a lot of. There's a huge. Uh, uh, you know. Pie graph, and our lives are just split into. And everyone's got different things going on. Yeah. Your thing is so cool and such a fun hustle. Tell the people what you. That's do. exactly what it is. It's a fun hustle. I consider myself. I call myself. I'm a comedian, but I also consider myself a street journalist. Okay. Which is a, a name I gave myself because I realized you could just you had to tell grandma and grandpa exactly. what the fuck you were doing. I mean, listen, that's why I put on my LinkedIn profile that I'm a street journalist, and it's pretty much I'm, I'm I work for myself, so I just call, that's why I consider myself. But. A lot of people, if they see what I do, they would consider me a paparazzi or doing street interviews. I was with, well, yeah. So. Kyle, well, you were with TMZ. I was with TMZ for close to eight years. Well, actually, more than eight years, roughly around there, starting so in 2010. At the yeah. beginning of TMZ, that's the beginning of TMZ. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It was, TMZ was about two and a half years old when I started there. So when you start there, what is that as a company? What is, you know, how do you, how do you get into the paparazzi street journalist thing? How do you get into that? Yeah, it's so, I went to school for PR. Okay. You know, couldn't get a job anywhere. Mm. Couldn't get an interview. I was getting all these the worst job. Yeah, you're not out a young there. hot Jewish chick. Exactly. So I couldn't get a job anywhere. Went back to school, got my teaching certification. Okay. Couldn't get a job anywhere. And I was just doing stand up comedy at night. Yeah. I was a substitute teacher during the day and I was a golf caddy on the weekends. And I did a show one weekend at the Broadway Comedy Club in the okay. city. Some guy in the crowd said, You seem funny, non threatening, and you know pop culture. Would you be interested for a job with TMZ? And I didn't even know what it was. I said, Listen, I'll do anything for health insurance. Yeah. Like, I'll do anything because sure. I just need a job. I had no job. I was in serious debt. And then uh, one of my best friends from middle school uh, and high school became a professional wrestler for the WWE. Met, uh, his name is Darren Young. His, real, well, his wrestling name was Darren Young, but his real name is Fred. He was the wrestler. Uh, he was with the primetime players with Titus O'Neil. He was actually the wrestler who came out of the closet. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of a weird I story. don't know this yeah. wrestler, even though I, I have he, some yeah, wrestling knowledge to me, but I he don't was, know him. He, he had a successful career in the WWE. He had a tag team belt. He was with them for about 10 years. He just okay. uh, just opted out of his contract in the last like, six months ago and stuff like that. He met a guy working for TMZ, and he said, listen, you got to meet my buddy Adam. And again, I knew everything about pop culture. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know so much about pop culture, it was hard to prove to girls that I'm straight. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I just knew everything about it. And this sure. was when, like in 2010. Like you're talking to a guy who tweets The Bachelor. So <laughs> yeah. I understand. I feel good. That's what yeah. we like bro out over The Bachelor. <laughs> sure. Um, but in 2010, Perez Hilton was really big, you know, and I knew, I always read Perez Hilton. I just knew that stuff. And I met the guy. I knew New York. I had the time. I knew where celebrities went because I read Page Six a lot. Yeah. And he got me a meeting with TMZ. Four months later after a meeting with TMZ on the phone, I literally had a two minute interview with them. I made a video um, at the time. Again, this is again a long story. How I got to TMZ. There was a porn convention in New Jersey. Yes, and I, it was really expensive to go, and I didn't even have the money to afford a ticket because my buddy asked me to go. So I wrote a fake email to the PR company representing okay. the por the porn convention, Exotica, and I said, "Hey, my name's Adam Glenn from WBLJ ninety point three. Yeah, I want to cover the event to talk about new technology in the industry. And then, you know, a porn convention—they just want any sort of press. They just want press. Yeah. So they're like, okay, they sent me back right away. Okay, three o'clock, you're interviewing Ron Jeremy. Four o'clock, Tabitha Stevens. Five o'clock, you're judging a pillow." 
fight contest. And I'm a nobody. I, you know, I fucking mow my neighbor's lawn for money. This is a uh, fake email. It was a fake email. So I'm like, oh my God. So I brought a shitty camera with me, my buddy, and we made like a fun video. Sure. I kind of sent it to the people at TMZ. They called me back. Actually, it's coming up to the anniversary of Memorial Day weekend, I guess, eight years ago. And they said, hey, listen, we like it. We'll try you out. We're going to give you a two-week contract. They gave me a two-week contract and they threw a camera in my hand. I go, what are you guys looking for? And this is, they were still trying to develop the New York kind of office. It was kind of known in LA. They had LA. Yes. They're doing celebrity. They're getting celebrity gossip is really what they're getting. And they're like, we need someone in New York, hoof to the streets. Let's make it happen. Exactly. And they gave me a camera in two weeks. I ran around trying to do celebrity interviews. I wasn't really successful. I might have got through two or three celebrities i got like and what are you doing you you're, you're outside of places just putting a camera up in, you know saying hey what are you what are you wearing yeah like, I, I, they were just my whole strategy was to have a fun interaction you yeah. know just kind of you know if they're in the news talk about the news if they're not just kind of break them down ask fun interesting and questions and and i think um you know i've seen the vid- some of the videos yeah. that you do and it, i think the, the the big thing you do seem like there's a you're not there to make them look bad that's see that's the key because a lot of people have that impression like when i see them when i first started in 2010 Mm. they'd slam the door in my face call me an asshole start fights with me and stuff like that and i was like dude just give me one chance i promise you i'm not here to make you look bad like and i me personally i didn't want to be that guy going to sleep at night and then them waking up the next day and them feeling bad about me like i didn't want them to be hey that guy was a jerk you know what's so interesting is that like the way you know instagram has evolved now they've started to need you you know they want to look cool it's they won't look like they'll talk to someone that would follow them. It's you know what I I always told these celebrities, and it really wasn't me, but I'm the biggest interview you'll do all day because mm. when you do today's show, you know it's maybe what uh, four million people might watch it just at that time. Sure, but I'm doing YouTube pretty much. You know, yeah. I'm doing these videos that are going to run all over in the YouTube, and I think the interview that I do is the best interview you do all day. The reason I say that because I don't need you're not performing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do the you know you've done the Today Show. Yes. When you're on the Today Show, the lights are on you, the cameras on you, the makeup. It's, it's, it's pre- a production. It's all produced. It's, yeah. you're performing, and when it's me, it's just me and you on the street. There's no lights. There's no audience. You're being yourself, and you yeah. can mess up. And it's not the most prettiest interview, but I think to a viewer, it's kind of you're seeing a more them at a more natural state, and it's more exciting to see where they're at on the street. And it's what they, it's what the audience's interaction would have been with them on the street. Yeah, and exactly. But the also part is it's also a game. Like they need me, I need them. Like sure. they're in New York doing press, and it's like okay, give me one chance. I promise you, I'll promote what you want you to promote. I'll yeah. promote whatever you want. Just give me a chance. And when I first started, not everyone was really nice to me. But then all of a sudden, they start to. My goal, my strategy was every single time a celebrity comes to New York, Kim mm. Kardashian, Kanye West, Shaquille O'Neal, every time they come to New York, I want them to see me during their New York experience. I want to cross paths with them. Mm-hmm. I want them to run into me, and then all of a sudden they'll re- eventually be like. Who is this guy? You know, yeah, you have to address the elephant in the room. You know, yeah. like, what's your deal? And then all of a sudden they realize, hey, I'm not that bad of a guy. And that was my whole struggle was trying to prove these people, hey, I'm not that bad of a guy or I'll be, I'm cool. Like, I'm a fan. And yeah. I've been, you know, and it took me a while, and but I had a lot of successes with. I've had an insane experiences, but a lot of successes. But also, as you know, as a podcaster and as a host, sure. if you ever wanted to interview um let's say Matt Damon to Brad Pitt to Oprah. And if you reached out to their publicist, their publicist would pick up the phone and say, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. But I realized if I get to the person, if I get in front of them, I go, yo, yeah. what's up? They will do my show. And that's the thing is I'm just trying to get to the person. It's a lesson for life, really. You know, exactly. A lot of times, I mean, whether it's you trying to get in front of Matt Damon or, you know, or someone that's trying to get the dream job. Yeah, you gotta get the decision makers. It, it's you the need celebrities. A, a decision maker, the PR person. Their job is to get people the fuck away. Exactly, they're the biggest pieces of shit. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's a power thing. It's yeah. these girls who are making thirty five, forty grand a year, and they're just power things. But they, and they got like, the phone. Oh, and they have a phone, and they, you know, I'm in charge of her her Snapchat. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we have a we're in a schedule. I'm like, you don't. They don't get it. They yeah. don't get it. But the bigger the celebrity, the cooler they are. Like so, Oprah, awesome. What did, you met Oprah? Oprah's amazing. I was saw her maybe about a month and a half, five weeks so ago. So what do you say to Oprah? Oprah, I've interviewed Oprah so many times, and she's one of the coolest chicks. And are you hotter in person? 
Uh, okay. Hotter person. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she's also super cool. Oprah, hotter in person. <laughs> but that, she, that she, might be the title of today's I, episode. I was like, wow, she's good looking. But yeah. Oprah is so cool. And there's so many questions about Oprah. And she's so smart. I had a big interview. This is a, this is a great story. Sure. So one day I get a tip that Oprah was doing an interview at CBS. Okay. And, um, and we're well, getting to. And you have tipsters? I have tipsters. Yeah, I do have tipsters. Okay. I have, and that tipsters go from. Lobby people. Lobby people, security, police, drivers. Yeah, this uh, is ca- you. Taxi this drivers. is you. Taking pictures, yeah, <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> um, so it's they, they, they have their home. Literally, I have homeless guys in meatpacking and will call me and just be like, "Yo, uh, uh, homeless people, homeless guys with cell so phones." So this guy, burner phones. He's got a phone and he's going. I need a sandwich and Oprah's here at three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, hey, bring me. A- Oprah just walked into Tao. Oh, yo, bring me a turkey sandwich. Um, uh, I like the McGriddle. <laughs> so, wait, so it goes to your story. Sorry. So, uh, so Oprah was doing, I think, with CBS and she was promoting this new Starbucks coffee she had going on. And I get there. I remember the Oprah coffee. Oprah yeah. came out and at that time was. During the Donald Sterling case, okay, um, remember the the, the yeah, Clippers the owner, the racist owner, stuff? the racist owner. Yeah. So CBS to, was told to, to simplify it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Racist owner. CBS was told not to ask Oprah about the guy about the Sterling case. Interesting. You know, because I guess her publicist or someone said, please do not bring this story up. But Oprah came out to me, and I didn't go through the publicist. Sure. I go, Oprah, what did you think about the Donald Sterling phone call and situation? Oprah says to me, she goes, "We're not on the plantation anymore," which is a huge statement. What, what a and, line! Um, yeah, from right. Oprah. Oprah, man, talk about a you know, and a lot of this what people you know this gets me excited because I know how the internet works. We're not on the plantation anymore. Is Papa the JT fucking right. link? That's yep. the the tweet that made the New York Times. It made the Today. Sh- it went everywhere. It no went the Wall Street way. Journal. And also, my interview. If you, if you go online, it's got like a couple hundred. So thousand Harvey Levin calls you and is like, "Kid, you did it again. You did it. You did it, honey. <laughs> you did it, Mazel Tov. Uh, You're in show business. How is it to deal with Harvey Levin? Is he cool? He's he was cool. cool. He made, listen, he's cool to me. We he hired you. He, you know, hired, he was very good to me. You know. So he's and he, the guy is a machine. The guy is works. I mean, he's an animal. Hard. I was changed watching, the game. He changed the fucking game. And I also. I was like on the gym. I was at like running in like in the gym on the treadmill, and he was on you know TMZ live. Yeah, on. yeah. And I'm like, this guy's in better shape than I am. Machine. And dude. he's like sixty. He goes to the gym. He's in the office by six a.m. He goes to the gym. I think like two different gyms, at least one or two, two different gyms before he gets to the office at six a.m. every day. He's a he's a machine. Yeah, these are people I I can't yeah. relate to in any way. But uh, okay, so Oprah, give me the. What's the celebrity that you like? Kind of freaked out the most about? So. Uh, I remember the first time I saw Michael Jordan was pretty insane because it was also it was very random and it was like okay. I was three weeks into the job and Michael Jordan came out of this random hotel. I was like Michael, and when you see Michael Jordan, like here's the thing: if you said Scottie Pippen's on one side of the street and you said that. Uh, Anthony Davis, the other basketball players on the other yeah. side. I'd go to Scottie Pippen. Like you care about the people you grew Nostalgia. up on. Nostalgia, yeah, exactly. Of so that's so it's cool. So Michael Jordan, I freaked out. Um, Who's the? Is there a celebrity? I mean, is there anyone that you've had the worst experience with? Claire Danes. Is not Claire a cool Danes. person. I, I don't mind saying. That. Listen, I'm not, I don't think I'm ever work with Claire Danes ever again. Yeah. But she, not like I ever did work with her. But she is not a great person. Really? But to be honest with you, everyone That's has the like, title of the episode. Yeah, but everyone <laughs> thinks that like most of these people are dicks. And it's not really their dicks, their people could be dicks. Sure. But majority of them are really cool, awesome people. Like David Spade, amazing, awesome well, dude. I'm a huge David Spade I love fan. Love Spade. Like yeah. I gotta say, like that guy, he's amazing on Instagram. I went, I remember the maybe the second time I'd ever been to LA. And I went and just sat at the comedy store in the back and I just got drunk. Like fly on the wall. It was nice to just go into a comedy club and like I didn't know anyone there. Yeah. I just sat in the back, got drunk, and watched the show. And I told the person there, I'm like, yeah, I'm a comic from New York. I just want to sit. And they're like, yeah, just go sit there. And I sat and I watched David Spade get on stage. And I was like, this fucking guy, so funny, is so funny, so himself, so many jokes, so many jokes. But like, it never seemed like he was performing. It just felt like you were hanging. He's, with a cool, funny guy. He's just the man. He's just the coolest dude. He's funny. He's yeah. interesting. Shaq, who I'm going to see tomorrow. Shaq's the like became like a really close friend of mine. Really? Yeah. So Shaq's awesome. How do you become close friends with Shaq? Like, how does Shaq, that even like you know what develop? I, Shaq, I kept every time Shaq came to New York, I'd always run into him. I'd always yeah. run into him. Always run into him. What do you mean run into him? Like, I would you try to cross paths with them. You okay. know, from from tipsters to see what they're doing, to see their media schedule, to uh, wherever. If I knew he was in town doing. Uh, say something for TNT. I'd mm. find out, 
you know, through the grapevine, which hotel he's staying at for TNT sure. and kind of make put myself out there. Now, so when he had you to come first out. start this, does someone help you? Like, who's giving you? Like, I now it seems easy. Now you know the people to call. Yeah, that first couple weeks after Broadway Comedy Club, and the guy says you should work, and then you sign the two week contract. You have a two week contract and a camera. Who's the first call you make? So what I would do is I made a route. And what I would do is I would kind of go start downtown in the morning and go mm. uptown after, and I'd try to pass through all these hotels and talk to the door guys and make sure they'd see me with a camera. People would ask me questions like, hey, well, who's this guy holding a camera? Yeah. And eventually like, people just talk to me. I don't work. I didn't work in an office. I worked yeah. on the streets. So most people in who work in an office job, they deal with all those people in the office. I work on the streets. So I deal with the drivers. These are the people I see every single day. Yeah. And through doing it every day and being consistent and being uh, cool and just kind of be able to hang. I've, it's not a book That's smart good, but, but this is such a, this is like a good, we have a lot of young listeners are wondering, you know, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And so much of what you say is so true for like anything. Like, yeah. Be, consistency and cool. That's all it's get about. You, get you by. You don't like, have to be gets, book smart. It's all about yeah. street smart. Can yeah. you hang? And can you smile at someone and say hello? Yeah. Can you, you know? talk? I I tell people, I say literally, I hit on girls and mm. I hit on guys. Like that's my dude. I have to charm these people into talking to me sure. with the camera. Like I'm like, hey, give me a shot. I hit on girls. I hit on guys. I have to literally charm them into talking to me. Mm. But you know what? It's different because I also am a fan of a lot of these people. Sure. So you, you know, have a knowledge and, and then they know it right away. Oh, this guy isn't just a fake. They're, they're like, he's cool. He can hang. He knows what he's stuff. And, and like, I'm not being a dick. Yeah. You know, like I'm not trying. People think I'm trying to provoke celebrities. And I'm like, I'm not trying to provoke. I'm not trying also to start a fight. And also if they're with their kids, you kind of know when to like, hey, it's, you could put a camera on them and when not. Mm -hmm. Like if they're with their kids, I don't bother them with their with their kids. It's just sure. I don't feel comfortable. But I also say hi to them and just say, hey, here's a guy who's respecting you and being cool. Cool. And every time I take it the pays camera off for the next time, I, every time I take the camera off, I'd always try to approach them without the camera and say, Hey, I really just appreciate your time because I wouldn't have a job if they never, if they didn't give me the opportunity yep. to talk to them for 30 mm -hmm. seconds. Real quick, if you could meet three people, any three people, who would you want to meet? Who would I want to meet? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I, uh, The Rock. Oh, yeah, you go back wanna, and forth with yeah, him. I want to meet the, the Rock. So, just, what was your story with the Rock? He tweeted, like, you guys well, go I, did, back I would give, just give him shit. I was yeah. just ball bust him like I would a friend. And then he started responding to the ball bust with ball bust. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, like, you know, I would just keep doing it. And then I got word back that he had been, you know, he sees it because, like, also that verified thing. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. It makes a difference in Twitter, especially because it puts you in a different column. So, if you're only checking on which verified people are doing stuff. If people like my jokes about The Rock, it comes up. Yeah. So he was seeing it, and he runs his own Twitter. So it was like... So amazing. So now it's become like a joke for me like to like tag him and shit. He, uh, I took a photo with him. I ran into him one time outside his old agent's office, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, the next day, I take a photo with him because he'd always... I took a photo with him posing like how he poses on Instagram. Yeah. I put on my social media. I wake up the next day, and I got like 2,000 likes on social media. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Which is 2,000 a lot for me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what's going on? And it was me kind of like flexing for him. And he writes to me, he goes, great seeing you, homeboy. Stop posing like that. You look constipated. Hilarious. And he's just like he's a ball buster. He's a ball buster, but it makes your day. Like it's so yeah, cool. It's cool. It takes so it, it's it, just it's him. also in this day and age, like, I mean, there's it's there's positives and negatives to this. Like, I mean, I was talking about this on you know the Patreon, talk about the Patreon. This is a subject that kind of came up talking to myself. Um, you know, we, we're in that first era of you have you can get through to anyone you want, really. You can there's a line of communication that you could really tweet at the rock and he could see it hypothetically and it's like you're finding out that our you know this is the first generation that has to deal with that their celebrities are human it's great you know like and it's great and bad it's you know bad like too. because now you have to deal with like oh i like someone's art but i don't like them as a person you know, well, like, that's, you know, for me, I've met a lot of celebrities and there's some celebrities I can't see like their movies anymore sure. because I've met them. I had a bad experience. And I just, they kind of, it just rubbed me the wrong it way. It changes I, everything. Changes everything. Well, look at DJ Khaled. That's the fun fat guy that yells yeah. his name and it's funny to get motivational, uh, you know, speeches from him because he's a fat, funny and guy. And he dances weird. Dances weird. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, don't go down to my wife. I'm a king. And you're like, well, I got to deal with this information now uh. to go into my whole DJ college. And it's like the idea that, you know, that you would know whether Frank Sinatra went down on his wife or not, you know, is crazy. It was but from an old you know interview, it. too. It's, it was, someone it, dug it up. 
It's and so, so stupid. you have to realize that you know the people you like are gray, and you have to deal with that now in a way that we never had to deal with that. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's it's cool that you get this like front row seat, and all of you guys got to go follow Adam on Instagram at Adam Glenn on Instagram. I mean, I'm looking at Guy Fieri. Conor McGregor, who just had his penis out on Instagram. Crazy, right? Did you see that picture? Yeah, amazing. What a hog. <laughs> he had yeah. to have known. He's totally new. He's Irish, man. Irish guys are packing heat. Really? Yeah, Irish guys are pretty good. I just good. like the fact that it's like he's just like holding his kid big day, and then all the comments were just about his penis. Oh, God. Who else we got here? I mean, Triple H. It's so it's all random. It's, again, these are people I'm like a fan. I like Guy Fieri, you know? Like, yeah. I like You're Connor's- here with Khaled. Here he is. Yeah. Not going down on his wife. He didn't smell like pussy. I'll no, no. He did not want to be there. This is crazy. So, I mean, go follow Adam Glenn on Instagram. Let's do some emails. You ready? I'm ready, dude. Let's do it. Uh, JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are sponsored. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. You got to get it done. I got it done today. You got to get it done, too. And let Papa J Train give you some free Money. Do you want free money? You like money? You want free money? Yeah, you, you do. Uh, it's this Sunday, Mother's Day. Hey, idiot. It's this fucking Sunday. Get it done right now as I read this. Uh, don't forget to show mom how much she means to you. Send her 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for just $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Visit proflowers.com. Click on the blue microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use my code JTRAIN, 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 JTRAIN. That's proflowers.com, code JTRAIN, that blue co- uh, microphone in the upper right-hand corner. I did it today. It took 10 minutes, okay? 10 minutes. You don't even care what you're getting. You just need something to be there on the day. You got to get checked off the fucking list. Mama Bear is checking a list and checking it twice. And if your brother or your sister's there and your flowers don't come, guess who's done getting hundies when he comes home for the holidays and they slip you one? She ain't slipping you shit. It's $19.99 plus shipping and handling. I mean, are you kidding? Proflowers.com, promo code JTRAIN. Proflowers.com, promo code JTRAIN. Get into it. Now, this is a perfect question for you, Adam. Yeah. Titled Local Celeb and Mixed Signals. Oof, man. Local Celeb. See, that's the thing. You're dealing with the biggest celebrities on the planet, and they're probably cool, but Local Celeb is probably a dick. It's, uh, I the like the lower do you realize is it is that how it works like the the lower you know the lower level people are just more the dick than the higher end people oh one hundred percent I mean yeah. it's just like they just I sometimes like the lower people think they're they're like that's what you're supposed to do is be a dick to me mm-hmm. and I'm like no you don't have to be a dick like you could be cool just like, be cool and sometimes I'm I mean this is pretty obvious sometimes celebrities we do f- setup shots with celebrities sure it happens and sometimes I'll be with the celebrity and the person will be like so am I supposed to like walk away from you and stuff like that I'm like no you could stand there and talk to me yeah. like no. <laughs> Just no, you don't just have be to be a perform. normal fucking person. Yeah, just stand there and talk to me. It's okay. J Train, I'm writing you at my desk at work because this has gotten uh, in me in the ultimate funk. To put the story in better perspective, I am the Ja Rule chick from the previous podcast. I took your advice and I had to. Oh, so this girl, she. Remember the Ja Rule chick? Shall oh, we? yeah, yeah, yeah. She like wanted a. Play it in the she wanted to go to, to San Francisco yeah. and then she was in LA. I took your advice, headed up to San Francisco, but only because my friend got a job there and I helped her move. I saw my guy on Saturday. He brought me, brought a friend for mine, for mine to entertain. Brought a friend for to entertain my to entertain my friend, and we traveled to another bar shortly after. There, waiting for me was all his close friends. No fair warning, by the way. One in particular was his best friend from home. When I went to introduce myself to him, I did the general, "Hi, I'm blank." Then his friend said, "Yeah, I know who you are. Me? Oh, you do? I know exactly who you are. You're a local celebrity here, if you will." Oof. So she lives in L.A. If we can go back, if we want to go back in the Wayback Machine, she lives in L.A. She was dealing with this guy from San Francisco. She didn't know how to play it out. And we basically said, like, go be fun and have fun in San Francisco with this new guy, you know, and don't put more on it than that. So she obviously went up there to help her friend move. Plus, she got to see the guy. And then she meets the friend and he says, you're a, you're a local celebrity. Confused and somewhat flattered, I shook it off thinking, what did he say? What did he say about me? Or are my nudes on blast? Oh, she impossible. I think they are sent on Snapchat. He'll wait to open them when he's home. Then the same best friend asked me how well I'm doing at long distance relationships, referring to my best friend and I. But didn't feel that. But I didn't feel that way. 
my guy that night was saying after he takes a CFA, he'll come, he'll come to L.A. every month. And when he, we went to dinner, he even said he, uh, he could see myself, himself living in L.A. We hung out all weekend. We had a good time. All sounds great, right? Yeah. When I tried making future plans, I received an unconvincing yes as soon as I got get home. I barely hear from him, and when I do, it's short. He's the first one to see all my posts, even on social media. I guess the worst part is I'm getting all I'm getting potentially a large offer to relocate my job, no place other than San Francisco. Ironic, right? Which he has no clue about it. I just don't get it. Help me out. What do you think? So kind of the re this is a confusing yeah. email. She meets a guy. If we go back, I'm sure I'm getting some of the details wrong. But on the last time she wrote in, meets a guy in San Francisco. They hook up. They have a great night. He, he like, puts out the red carpet. I remember he put out the red carpet then, too, didn't he, Shelby? Yeah, I was like, oh, I got a car. Come back to my place. They went to a, ba- a basketball game, I think. Something, yeah, like he, he really did it up. And then she goes home, and she's wondering what's up. And then she ends up back in San Francisco, and he's the friends are saying, we've heard about you. And then she goes back and he's short. What's the, why is she getting this celebrity treatment when she's in San Francisco and then getting Johnny McShortstein when she leaves? I would, I think it's because it's, we could kind of go with this as, I feel like comedians, we have these girls that we know around the country. Sure. You know, and like when they come to New York, we could obviously be like their boyfriend for when they come to New York. Yeah. You know, and that's what he has. He has this girl that visits, it yeah. sounds like, visits there. Keeps in con- like they keep in touch, but sure. it's hard to have that kind of really long conversation because it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. But when she comes in, hey, I got a girlfriend for the weekend. That's kind of fun. Yeah, and guys do this. We are great boyfriends in two day periods. We will roll. Out- this guy's doing things that we both have done. Yeah. Where you like you you and and it only works out like what she's she's so confused because she's like. Well, why isn't it this all the time? He puts the energy in when you're around. This is why long-distance relationships can be deceiving, is when you're together, it's like always on vacation. You're always getting the most out of them, the most uh, most love, the most affection, and they know the, 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 the game is being played in front of them, so to speak. It's going to come to an end. He knows by Sunday night, you're going back home. It's going to be come to an end. It's and like, he, it's like summer bed. camp. Exactly. You know, you have summer camp for that weekend, and it's great. You have that summer love, yeah. and it comes to an end, and then it's out of sight, out of mind. You're doing anything. He wants to keep in touch. He wants to keep the communication, yeah. so next time you come, we could do it again, but that's what it's going to be. Yeah, he much. wants to fuck on his own schedule. He loves my bed on Monday, our bed on Saturday. I that's what it is. That's I mean, what it is. Accept it for what it is. You have a boyfriend in San Fran. Just there. Just there. You get outside of those city limits, you're you're a single gal. The chances of it happening becoming something bigger is very slim. Yeah, and she's writing about well, what's that? And it's very true what you're saying because she's saying, well, now the job in San Francisco is coming up, and he doesn't know yet. He's gonna find that out. This ain't gonna be the same. You ain't the celebrity anymore. Things are going to change. Things will change. The important thing right now is understanding that and not getting too far ahead of yourself. And it's the same thing we said last time. When you get together, it's great. He Anything guys say in the moment when they're around you in this, like, in the night that no one else can be around, I you got to take it face value. It's not that big a deal. It's exciting. It's fun. It's new. Again, you're on vacation. Yeah. There's nothing better than a vacation hookup. It's something yeah. so much fun. It's if you have sex, the sex is amazing. Sure. The vacation hookups are the best. And you're on vacation in his town, and that becomes his vacation. Exactly. And here's, he does things that he normally doesn't do with you. Sure. Like he would, he's going to go visit Alcatraz. Like you think <laughs> he wants to ever visit Alcatraz? No, but you're with him. Hey, I'll visit Alcatraz. I'll, I'll do, do some to- shit. I'll do some yeah. touristy stuff. Yeah. And also, and to go back to the last time she wrote in, she she had written in saying, "Well, he's going to come during. Work. He came to L.A. because it was during work." He doesn't make any effort to go see you outside of the things that go on in his life. You have become the Nutribullet. It's nice that he has a Nutribullet. He uses it when he wants it. And then, but he's not going to travel along and make sure the Nutribullet is packed. 
He doesn't really think about the Nutribullet. Here's the test. Try to try having a text conversation. Talk to him about TV. See how he responds. See how yeah. that conversation goes. If it's a fluid conversation, see how he responds when he talk about TV or about how his week's going. And then the following week, sext with him. Yeah. See how that conversation, see how he responds when he starts sexting. If the whole, con- if he starts responding a lot and go like, okay, he, you, that's what he wants, which is fine. That's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, he doesn't want, he doesn't want Gray's Anatomy talk. He no, wants, he doesn't uh, want, he doesn't care sex. about your week. Okay. Yeah. But if you want to send a nude, he will respond. I think also, I mean, we guys do this and it's not a great thing, but when we get you, we want you to be so into us. So he knows that what gets you into him is hearing that he's so into you, you know, and then, you know, we want to, we want to turn on the faucet, so to speak. We want to, we want you getting wet and then we want to make you wetter. So when you're in the town, that's why he's saying these romantic things. He knows that pushes the button. So when you're in town, he wants to push the button as much as possible to make this trip the most fun possible and make and you being into him makes him into it more. So that's why when you go away, there's no reason to push that button. There's no there's nothing that makes him feel good. When you're in town, it makes him feel good to see you fawn over him. It's a dangerous thing. It's like The Bachelor. It sucks. It's The Bachelor. He wants, it's the hook, it's the game. He wants to win you over. And it, he just loves making you fucking his own. Like, he wants you to fall for him want, and adore him, and, you know? And, and, and things and, like, this is how his weekend is every single weekend. And and that's really, it's a, it's a bad thing. Because I know she's thinking, well, why would you say these things if you don't want them all the time? No, he wants them when you're around to make himself feel good. He's not saying it for you as much as you as he's saying it for himself. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Adam Glenn. Funny, hilarious. Go follow him at Adam Glenn on Instagram. Together without the title. Hey there, J-Train. Feather, feather. I have been talking to this girl for about five months now. I'm going away for grad school in the fall. She knew since the beginning that we weren't going to date, but she's been bringing up the boyfriend-girlfriend talk lately. It doesn't help that I have met all her family and friends already. I'll be honest, i kind of been a snake lately. I just started talking to this girl that is way out of my league. I'd say an 888, face, body, personality. Girls are guys. Guys can use it. But because of the things with the other girl, I feel conflicted. Oh, do you? Nothing out of the ordinary. I just got, uh, I'm just, just getting to know her and small talk, but she wants to hang out this week. What's the move with the girl I've been talking to for a while now? I know you always say the other person is going to be fine and they will live and aren't, uh, we aren't all top shit. I genuinely feel bad and don't want a relationship the summer before I leave. Thanks, man. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. What you do don't want to be in there. Just break up with her. Break up. You got to make a decision. It. Be a man. He's saying together without the title, but the title is, uh, there's such a thing as a verbal contract and a written contract. You have the, 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 for relationships, there's the title and then the non-title title. You know, this guy's writing in. He wrote that he knows. He's talking to another girl. There's the thing that tells you, time to end this puppy. And listen, we're all not beyond this. We've all done this. It's very common. Common. Very common. It's common you to feel, feel bad. It's good. You, it, it's like this is what we all go through. To say, you know, you're not a bad person for talking to the other girl, but, you know, knowing that there, you become a worse person for every day that you keep talking to the other girl and have this other girl who depends on you. Correct. So you go to the first chick that you've been with. You say, hey, this has got to end. I'm sorry. I'm going to grad school. I'm going to be single in grad school. I think it's going to be easier to end now than it is to trickle off while I'm at school. That's what you got to let her know. I just did Tony Robbins recently. I did a seven-day seminar for seven You went? Day. I did it. I did what it. What was it like? It was amazing. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. He gave me... I. I was I had I was going through a tough time depression and uh, he told Tony gave me like two ten thousand dollar tickets to go to his convention. He so gave them. He to gave you. them to me. I've met Tony a bunch of times. I became got to become friends with him and he's like, "Be my guest. Come to my." Because I had no a tough way. and I went and it was amazing and I was going through a really difficult time and blow blew my mind and basically what he has what this guy what this. Uh, guy who just emailed you is he needs to be a man he needs to be make a decision Mm. he's being he seems like he's being open to you and honest to you as an emailer but he needs to be honest to the girl and i and if he's as honest as 
to the girl as he was as when he just wrote that email. It won't go as bad as he thinks. And I, and I think because the guilt of him will get off and the girl will be, you know, you have to respect someone for being open and honest. Sure. And I think the, the, the bandaid will come off a lot smoother yeah, than anything. Yeah, if you read this email to the girl, and it no would one, fucking hurt. But, it, and also he would be like, nothing's happened. It's been simple talk. But me talking to this other girl shows me that we're not going to be a relationship. But you know what? The, he's obviously, this guy sounds like he's an emotional person. He's also has... Uh, He's he's got passions like he he feels for the person. He doesn't want to yeah. hurt the person. So he's not a bad person, you know, because he has feelings. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like a lot of girls are actually attracted to people that I've noticed because I've become more open myself. Mm. But women become more attracted to a man that's more open about his feelings. And I think it either a end right there or maybe B kind of fix the relationship and make things better you know yeah. she might understand it and then all of a sudden he might even like this girl more because she understands the how he's feeling in his head mm-hmm. yeah he's got a it's totally true that this guy has written out sometimes when you write these emails he probably doesn't even realize he's like oh I just wrote what I would say to her and maybe you leave out I'm talking to another girl maybe you just say hey I am talking to other people right now and that shouldn't happen if I was totally into this. And she's going to look at that and it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. But dude, you got to do it. I met this guy two weeks ago, this guy, Aubrey Marcus. You ever hear of this guy? He's got this podcast. It's like a self-help type thing. He also owns the product on it. He started it with Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's good looking guy. He's about like 37, 38 years old, multi-million dollars. He's on Instagram. He's got a ton of followers. Got a good looking girl with him. Like mm. good looking fiance. Sure. I meet him in New York last week or the week before and he's got this smoking hot chick with him I'm like dude this guy's engaged like and he just came out with a book about like love and stuff like this like, yeah how's this guy like doing press for his new book and all of a sudden has this hot ass chick like the, the, you could tell like this girl's really into him I was like sure. I just ate up all your bullshit about, about love and, <laughs> yeah. and then I find out like no he has an open relationship with his fiance and he's this guy's good looking his fiance is a smoke show yeah. and then he's got this hot ass model that's all over him I'm like oh and the only thing is he came to grips on his feelings say listen i can't be in a monogamous relationship Mm. i need multiple girls and therefore brought his other relationship stronger because he was more honest to his fiance and and you know what someone might hear that and be like she can't be happy well it's like well but those are the the contracts written you know what i mean like if you're not happy in the con we, we talk about contracts and all this stuff uh like so you know you can look at someone else's relationship and go look how fucked up they are but they're made it their own, you know, like that woman that he's engaged to, she has a happiness that she now, you know, maybe, maybe she's happier than we would ever be. She's listen, she's seeing other people too. She's allowed to, it's an open relationship. So, but also made the relationship more, I guess, honest and kind of brought them together. Mm. And I think it's just, Hey, he had feelings for other women. He obviously sex is a big thing to him. He wants to hit on other girls. And you know what? This guy sounds like, Hey, listen, I'm going to be attracted to other people. Mm -hmm. It's it's very common, you know, and he shouldn't feel uncomfortable for doing that, but he should just also be a man and pick, make a decision. And also what we're noticing with the two emails back to back, the girl being told by the guy how much he's into her while he's in she's in town and then the guy you know with the girl that he's trying to you know end things with or wasn't sure these are two people that want themselves that care about what the other person feels that care about how they feel from the other person or reflecting their own emotions based on the other person feeding them back jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com we are sponsored people listen I got to tell you, I am a very big fan of this company. Harry's. Harry's. Love. You know why I love Harry's? Why? I'm never searching for a razor. They're always there. The delivery guy brings them. I got them. Never have to worry about a razor being in my kit, my whatever, the, 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 what's it called? The vanity. My vanity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's such a female. So we call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My where I do my makeup, <laughs> there's never not a razor when I'm doing brushing up for a night, and that's what it is because now I'm not going to CVS or Walmart or Target. Get them delivered to your door like you do your takeout order. Okay, you get your Chinese food on a Sunday night. You get your Subway set, delivered. Why not your razors? Okay. And listen, they sell directly to you, and they can offer blades at a price much lower than the leading brand. $2 per blade compared to four or more. 
quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, Harry, let Harry's know within 30 days, they'll give you a full refund. $13 value trial, trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with lubricating strips and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover. This is great. Listen, listeners of my show can redeem their free trial set at harrys.com slash jtrain, harrys.com slash jtrain, harrys.com slash jtrain. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash jtrain. Redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. Again, let's bring back that teat analogy. I give you podcasts. You give me listeners. I give you free Harry's uh, trials trial set, $13 value, harrys.com slash jtrain. You get a razor. Teat, teat. There we go. Teat for teat. Adam Glenn at Adam Glenn on Instagram. This one's called wants to fuck or just friendly. Hmm. Hi, J-Train. Sending the longest, softest feathers your way. Now to the question. I dated a really cool guy starting last fall, 2017. We had a great connection, texted every day, but due to work schedules, only saw each other face-to-face once every two weeks or so. Three months in, I told him via telephone that I'd like to up the frequency of encounters, no relationship chalk, just that I would like to see him more. He tells me that his life is really busy with work. After hanging up, I, uh, I never heard from him again. I mean... The answer wasn't a work. That's a dude. Yeah. He saw he saw the fuck train was over. Yeah. I, Hard halt. The agreement's over. I thought we were in for the same thing. Yeah. Both taking care of each both taking care of each other's needs. Sure. And well, she wanted she had more needs. Yeah. And then he said, No, those are the needs that I'm giving for that's fair. About five weeks later, I have a chance running with him at a local bar. We hit it off as though no time has passed and naturally go home together. I wake up feeling slightly but not terribly guilty shitty for doing it. Again, no communication following. You felt shitty, and you're not wrong for fucking him, uh, but you felt shitty because you went against your the contract. You went into negotiations. We want to keep up this contract thing that we're talking about. That's totally correct. It's You went into negotiations. He said, here's what I'll offer every, other, every two weeks. I'll, yeah. I'll fuck. And be nice and have a fun time with you and cuddle. And you were like, well, I want an every week offer. And then he said, now I'm walking away. And you walked away. You came back to the table and you go, ah, I'll give you the two-week offer. You, 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 the most important thing is you shouldn't feel bad for having sex with him. I mean, because whatever. Yeah. You had fun that night. Don't feel bad for that. It, it sounds like you she wanted feels bad it. that she's getting less than what she, she had sex with someone who only wants sex. Yes. And, and she wanted more. And that's what it is, you know, and it's one of the things if you want more and that's what it is. You got to put it, just put it out there. Explain so it. He just this past week and another five weeks later. <laughs> so she goes, they hook up in the fall. Five, she ends it five or they kind of both end it five weeks later. Chance running. Fuck. And then just this past week and another five weeks later. I run into him while, uh, while out to dinner with friends. We have a quick, friendly conversation. I leave the restaurant immediately following. An hour later, I get a text from him saying, it was nice seeing you earlier. Since I'm relatively new to dating, was this guy just t- testing the water to see if I was down to bang that night? Or was he just r- really trying to open the lines of communication to maybe date again? Additionally, what's the best approach for me to reply? I said nothing that even, evening, but was unsure if that was the right or wrong move. What do you think? I mean, I... I think we're both sitting here smiling because we know what this guy is doing. I've done it. Yeah, I think we're both guilty. You're, yes, I, of testing course. Testing the water, seeing, hey, throwing it out there, saying, hey, are you still around? What do you think? Here's it's absolute. It, this is uh, this is classic. Here's a, I think with a lot of relationships, a lot of girls want to believe that you can get past the level in the video game that you got to the last time. They think, you know, you'll you'll die at the third level, which is that we fuck every couple weeks, and then you try to get more to get to the fourth level, which is, oh, let's see each other twice a week now, and then they say no, and then you go away from each other, then you see him chance encounter out later that night, and he, or later that, you know, month, and, she, and he's pleasant because he does no reason to hate you. You have been buying at his dick store, and you bought, and then maybe you'll buy again, and if you don't, that's fine. There'll be another customer that I'll find along the way. All these emails are kind of going, they're very, they're all similar. Okay. Mm-hmm. You are the vacation now for the night. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are going to have that fun night. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's sort of new because, you know, and it's also that excitement that you not you don't know what's going to happen next. It's, mm-hmm. You weren't expecting it. 
But that's what it is. The problem is guys don't take it personally most times, and a lot of times women do. Where this guy's like, listen, I like you. You're a cool person. I like how we fuck. Um, but I'm not looking for more. It has nothing to do with whether you're a valid person to date. It doesn't have anything to do with you being someone you can bring home to mom. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It's just this guy specifically is like, I like fucking her, but I'm not looking to have a relationship. Correct. I couldn't have said it better. That's yeah, totally and, right. And this girl, what he was doing when he texted you that night is he was thinking, hey, let me shoot another half-court shot, see if this goes in. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to fucking, hey, what's up? Yeah. It was great seeing you tonight. Because guys that there's no breakup with will always be pleasant to you. Oh, there, it, again, you're totally right, Papa Jack. Yeah. There's, no, there's no breakup. There's, there's no, no breakup. breakup. It was always nice. It was always fun. You were fun. You're a yeah. fun person. I, and that's all it is. It's fun. It's nice. And it's no stress, and, and at least on his end. And, and for her, if you felt badly the last time you got together, then I would advise against ever texting this guy back. You can be pleasant in person and not and just be like, hey, I'm not going to fuck this guy again. You know, the, and, and, and he'll be OK with that. Totally cool. And you should just not respond or you say, hey, good seeing you, too. He's not a bad and, guy. He's just, that's what he thinks the relationship is. And you obviously want more. And you could see it being more. But. You probably don't even want to be with this guy anyways. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I like this one. Do you smoke cigarettes? No. No? How to let a new girl know you're a smoker. Hey, Papa JT. Been listening the past few years. You and the podcast have regularly been a part of my life for a long time, and I'm grateful for the laughs and advice you've given. I'm a smoker. I've been on and off since high school. I know smoking is bad. I should quit, but it's never that simple. Truth is, since graduating college, moving to NYC, it's been a crutch I rely on and likely will for the near future. I know smoking is a deal breaker for a lot of people, and those people have every right to feel that way. So my question is this. What's the best way to bring uh, to let a new girl you're seeing know that you smoke? It feels weird to try and shoehorn it into conversation. It also feels weird to not, uh, to not bring it up until they happen to see you smoking. What would your move be? There's been a happy medium between lighting up with no warning on the first date and attempting to hide it forever, and I'm hoping you can light me. Thanks for reading. What do we think? It's not heroin. You know, know. It's, it's not heroin. It's not a deal breaker. Her parents are going to hate you. You're over 18. Mm -hmm. It's cigarettes. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. It's, We've created this weird anti-smoker thing where he feels he has to apologize. Like, even when he wrote, I'm a smoker. I've been on and off since high school. I know smoking is bad. Yeah, everyone knows smoking is He doesn't have to explain to us. We don't think – I. nobody thinks – we kind of live in this, like, world right now where people think they can parent other adults – and it's like, no, we know you, if someone's smoking cigarettes, I know they know it's bad for them. Just like if I'm eating French fries, I'm not sitting there going, can't wait to get these abs from the French fries. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> this is what we know. We know the deal. Who? Maybe she thinks it's like kind of hot because, oh my God, this guy has the money to buy a pack of cigarettes. Well, cigarettes this, are so expensive now. This is He's, what I'm it, saying. This is, I think you're right. That is a part of it where it's like. You smoke cigarettes. Stop. I think apologizing for who you are is less attractive than being who you are. The cigarettes won't be the deal breaker. No. She's not going to say, I can't be with this guy because he's a cigarette smoker. It might be, you might lose a point. He but might, and she might look at you and go, "Hey, uh, I don't want you smoking around me. When I, you know, I don't want my clothes to smell. You, you know, breath mint. You know, I don't want you to taste like it. Those are all things that come up. But no one literally looks at the man of their dreams, woman of their dreams, and goes. They don't know that smoking's bad for them. They must not know. I get, I can't be with someone who's just not in touch with reality. Like, she's, it's not your mother. It's your girlfriend. You know, they're not going to judge you. You know, they're not. You're not going to get punished for smoking cigarettes. Also, we live in a world where smoking is so bad. The people hate smoking so much. Like, I love that. I know smoking's bad. And I should quit. Dude, why the fuck are you explaining yourself to this podcast where no one gives a fuck about you? That's how <laughs> much we've like drilled smokers into thinking they're bad people. Like to me, it's badass, Shelby. We, I think this is like a badass. Uh, like if I was, like if he's just like, we got some badass music. Like if he was like, if he's hanging. Like if I'm a chick and I'm out with this guy, and then all of a sudden you're going from one bar to the next. And he's like, um, and he says, hey, listen, I got to have a cigarette. Uh, uh, is that you, a Zippo? You, all you do is, do you mind? Do you Perfect. mind if I have a cigarette? And, and that's not saying, that's not apologizing for it. That's you saying, hey, I understand that some people don't like cigarette smell, but I'm going to pull it out because I, this is what I do. Just like you had a glass of wine, just like you had 
fucking smoke weed or you have a Diet Coke that has bad sugars in it that everyone tells you gives you cancer. It's like, yeah, you're an adult. You know the, the, the pluses and minuses of every decision you make. We all put that on a spectrum for how much it matters to us, and we move forward. And the minute you say, oh, well, you know, I don't know. It's like if you were at a restaurant, you're like ordering, you know, you're like, should we get appetizers? And they're like, well, we won't get the fried one because we know it's bad for us. It's like, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Look at this guy's out on a date. I think it's going to look hot. Hey, do you mind? He's got one of those cigarette holders. Yeah. He's a pulls out of his pocket. He's like, starts whacking it. <laughs> you mind if I have a, I might, might a, if I have smoke, a cig? A smoke. Have a smoke. And then he's got a leather jacket on. Puff, puff, puff. He's got his own lighter with his name on it with a Playboy bunny right. on, the, on the lighter. No leather jacket. No leather jacket. No. Just, it's, he's wearing like a button down, rolled up sleeves to the half, uh, like up his arm a little bit. And he's just like, I'm just going to have a quick smoke. Only has like three drags and then like kind of flicks it. Flicks it. This is what he looks like. He's outside of the restaurant with his music going on. Yeah, I feel like I'm at the Carlisle right now. Yeah. This chick is going to be in because you're your own man. He's got the money to buy cigarettes. This guy spent $30 on three cigarettes. Ah, Newports. <laughs> I think the idea of apologizing is the biggest mistake you can do. Also, everyone's aware of cigarettes being bad for them. Like, no one... Smoking a cigarette doesn't, it's, a, it's just unbelievable where we've gone in the world where we feel like we're under the oppression of these pe- these Puritans. No one's ever done anything bad no. in their life. Oh, people who smoke cigarettes don't know the risks that come with it. But if it was a joint, she'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it's, 2000, it's cool. No, everyone does it. Wiz Khalifa does it. It's cool. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. He should get one of those jewel things. Yeah, that will make him look more cool. Yeah, yeah. those fucking <laughs> millennials, thirteen-year-olds are doing. Let's do one more email. Oh, we got a voicemail. We don't. I okay. said we did, but it's not. Shelby good. lied. Let's yeah. do one more email and then we'll move out of here. Adam, thank you for coming on. Dude, thanks for having me. At Adam Glenn on Instagram, go follow, go support. I mean, fucking Clinton is on this thing. Clinton, man, good guy. Jeter, Clinton. Unbelievable. I'm going to see, uh, like, tonight's the Met Gala. And, it's a big uh, deal. Tonight's, like, the biggest event of the year for me. So I got everyone's in town right now. So it's, a good, it's like, a busy time for me. It's Dude, fun. I appreciate you doing this. I, no, uh, it's cool. I'm excited. Look, I like this email because two dudes here, and it's from a lady, and it's called To Blow or Not To Blow. Uh-oh. Dad, I love you and the podcast endlessly, but enough blah, blah, blah. Let's get down to it. I'm at complete loss and need your help. I just finished my junior year of college. It was bad timing, but before I left uh, school to go back home for the summer, I hooked up with one of my flirty guy friends I've been crushing on all year. We didn't have sex, but we ended up having a really intimate, ew, that word choice. We didn't have sex, but we had a really intimate uh, night involving cuddling, deep conversation topics, and going down on one another. That's called the J-Train fuck. I love that. Hells yeah. Boom. Love it. Just got a boner. Sounds erotic. All the coming, none of the babies. Uh, We discussed (laughs) beforehand that neither of us wanted a relationship, but to my surprise, he was the one initiating all the more lovey-dovey action, which really confused me. He slept over, left me in the morning, and I thought everything was fine between us. But since then, he has done a 180 tech... He has done a 180 text back, one to two word answers, doesn't look at my snap stories anymore even though he always did, and flaked on me when I tried to meet up with him my last night in town. Question is twofold. Why is he doing this? Again, this is like the same as the beginning of the email. The, the girls want to know why a guy would be lovey-dovey in the moment, because we know that gets you wet. We know that gets you to a place. It's a move. We're trying to hook you. We're, We're trying, trying to hook you in. You. We want that blowjob. You know, and it's not a great strategy, because it's kind of dickish, but... The best way to get blown is to tell a girl how much you like them. You know, like, I, I mean... Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, you're so hot. Yeah, oh, that's so into you. It's just so cool hanging out with you. Yeah, you're so much a person. Oh, I'm glad it, we got to connect. It's, like, so much fun just, like, sitting here chilling with your hands in my balls. You're just, like, a real person. Yeah, it's just, like, B, I'm visiting his city in a few weeks for a festival. Should I hit him up and have round two or just use the summer to get over him? And then she, you know, the uh, another answer to her for why is he doing this, why is he doing... 
the lack of text now. Like, why has the text changed? He's trying to get away from you for the summer. He's making sure that this doesn't turn into he's going to make a phone call every day to his new girlfriend that lives hours away. So he's trying to set up a barrier to be like, hey, we had that night. That night was great. But I'm not looking to be more than that night unless we're in the same town. Do it to him. What he's doing to you, do it to him. What's you know, that? and, just, and go... just just like uh, don't really respond to him. You yeah. know, if he wa- if you want more, he will reach out. You know, and then you can respond to him. But mm. I wouldn't go crazy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't reach out to him. It's, you're just gonna. Well, keep... if she's going to his town for a festival, what, oh. what, how does she? I think she's. I think what you're saying is right. I think for now she needs to like turn off from this guy. Yeah. The festival comes. You wait till that week, and you say, "Hey, I'm going to this festival. I'm going to be in town. I'm going to be doing my thing." But if you're around, let me know. That makes it so you're the train he needs to catch. Don't make him the one that you're trying to get in. You know, don't make it, hey, we need to plan this whole thing. You just be like, hey, I'm going to be there. I'm doing, I'm having my own fun. And if you're around, let me know. And maybe I'll have time for you. Perfect. Yeah. And then, and then you have fun. Maybe he'll be like, hey, you're in town. Uh, I want to see you. I'm going to be out at this part. Maybe he'll, he'll be, but don't make it so the trip you already planned is another one that he has to plan for you. Make sure you know that you're doing activities. You got shit going on. Yeah. Maybe you'll let him go down on on him. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll let him go down on you. Maybe. If you're lucky. If he's lucky. But that trip that's coming up, what could happen is you start texting about it now, and then it becomes, you know, now you got three weeks of texting about this trip, which is fucking a pain in the ass and no one wants to do. You be the quick... You know, that Tuesday, hey, I'm coming to town this weekend for the festival. I got a bunch of shit going on, but if you're around, let me know. He either reaches out or he doesn't. If he does, that's great. He wants to have fun with you. He realizes how little he's come all summer. He's going to go, oh, shit. I missed that 69 we did. did, Yeah. That was some fun 69. Remember when I used to get boners when I told that girl I liked her? Podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Adam Glenn, thank you for coming. Dude, on. I'm honored, man. Thanks for having me. So much fun having you. So interesting. I've been, I've had all these questions. Uh, dude, I, I was not allowed to do interviews for eight years. Now I'm finally able to tell stories. So I got uh, tons of stories. So it's fun. It's cool. At Adam Glenn on Instagram. Go follow him. I mean, these pictures are fucking great. Um, Shelby, thank you for popping in. Thanks for having me. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. JTrain56 on Twitter and uh, Snapchat. At Jared Freed on Instagram. We'll be back next episode. Boom.